I'm Rob. And I'm Nate. And welcome back to Rob and Nate Record a Podcast. Now, proceed. The presses have been stopped. The presses have been stopped. So, uh, we are recording this in early July. Melinda's out of town, so we got together over the weekend to watch a couple movies. We each selected one, movies that we wanted to show each other. We will start with Robert's Selection. Yes, and this is a movie I have been trying to persuade you to watch. How long would you say I've been trying to persuade you to watch this movie? Five plus years, maybe since you saw it. I don't think it's been quite five years, but it's easily been at least two or three years. And the movie that I, not quite, forced is probably the wrong way to phrase that, right? Mm -hmm. But the movie that I pressured Nate to watch this weekend is the 2013 Robert Redford starring uh, vehicle all is lost directed by jc chandor and there's literally only two credits in this entire movie robert redford and diapa ganashwar reddy who is an uncredited crowd there's no picture on imdb there's just the one name but this movie really is just robert redford that's he's got to be the hand right i don't know it's like the only other like part of a person you see in the movie yeah that i can think of but Robert Redford's titled role in this movie is Our Man. Our Man. Robert Redford. He doesn't even have a name in the movie. Bill McKay for a better way. He literally speaks a grand total of three times in this movie. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's like eight words total. Something like that. Yeah. Um, What is this movie about? All is Lost is, after a collision with a shipping container, Robert Redford's boat is damaged, and it's watching him try to salvage his boat and then try to simply survive long enough to be to be rescued and just all of the things that he goes through all of the perils all of the hazards all of the yeah it's it just goes on and on all of the things bad things that keep happening to this guy in some ways you could compare it to a job story but there's no religious connotation implied in this film but everything just keeps not going according to plan for robert redford's character his boat ultimately sinks, and he has issues with his life raft, with his supplies in his life raft. He's able to make it to the shipping channel and is repeatedly not spotted by passing boats. Two boats pass him. Yeah. And, yeah, the ending has... It, it's an ambiguous ending. I think we disagree on our interpretation of the endings. Mm-hmm. But the ending is left entirely open for interpretation. And for a movie that has maybe, what... 25 30 seconds of anyone speaking in the entirety of of this hour and 46 minute movie it's surprisingly compelling and entertaining yeah, it for is compelling a movie that has no no speaking it's it's very kinetic it, it's very well shot it's a great looking movie it was not an expensive movie to make i want to say it cost something like nine million dollars and it made something like six million domestically 13 million worldwide which is pretty good that pays for itself and Robert Redford was in his mid-70s when he made this film. And he was able to be convinced... I mean, this, must, this was not an easy shoot for a man in his... For a septuagenarian. He was convincing. He seemed like he knew everything he was doing. I, I imagine that... I don't know if he was a sailor. We always associate him more with, with, the, with the, the mountains and horses yeah. than with the boat. Yeah. He's Curly's brother, not Curly, or vice versa. But, I mean, he's really good in it. Spencer Tracy in The Old Man in the Sea... Jimmy Stewart in The Spirit of St. Louis, Tom Hanks in Castaway. These are films known for the central player carrying the film basically alone. But in each of those films, there are scenes in which that central player 
interaction with other characters. There's none of that. None of that in this film. You see a hand at the end, which might be a rescuer or might be a, a hallucination. hallucination. Yeah. And that is all you get. Yeah, I think you see pictures of family in, in the boat. That's the only other image of humans. And I did want to claim my little victory when I correctly predicted what was inside the shipping container. <laughs> I'm like, it's going to be tennis shoes. You said that, and I was like, you know something. About and I did not. I did not know that. But, I, but you know, shipping c- containers fall off the big boats periodically. Yep. And I remember hearing, reading many years ago, a story about a uh, container full of tennis shoes that fell off a boat. And because the tennis shoes, you know, there's the left shoes and the right shoes, the current put one one type of shoe down to California and the other type of shoe ended up on the Washington coast. Yeah. Because just those little structural thing made it catch different currents. Yeah. So Robert Redford has said that the most grueling aspect of this film was not performing the stunts, Mm -hmm. which he insisted on performing himself in this movie. Any guesses what the most grueling part was? No. Being wet all the time during filming. Yeah. Because this, the boat, the opening scene of the the movie is the boat being struck by the shipping container and it's filling with water. And he's basically not completely submerged, but at least partially submerged almost the entirety of the rest of the movie. Mm. Between storms, between water in his his vessels, things of that nature. Yeah. It was, this was a strong film. I was quite impressed by this film the first time I saw it. And I've been bugging Nate to watch it ever since. I rated this when I first saw it nine stars. Mm-hmm. On the 10 star scale. I would give it three and a half on the four star, and I would give it eight on the 10 yep. star scale. So we're not too far apart on this one either. Mm-hmm. So after we watched All is Lost, Nate, what did you show me? Another film, which ironically, we were like, Rob was like, can you think of two more thematically different films to see as a double feature? It's like, well, there is a through line. The phrase All is Lost is uttered in our second film, 2001's Wet Hot American Summer. What did you think of Wet Hot American Summer? This was the first time I saw this, and I spent a lot of the film wondering where it was going. Mm-hmm. Which it doesn't really go anywhere. That's not really the point of this Yeah, film. exactly. It has, again, also has a tremendous number of familiar faces. Mm-hmm. For a 2001 film, I was shocked how many faces this has in it. Janine Garofalo, David Hyde Pierce, Michael Showalter, Paul Rudd, Christopher Maloney... Molly Shannon, Joe Lou Tagullo, Michael Ian Black, Amy Poehler, Bradley Cooper, Elizabeth Banks. This is a film that was uh, written and directed by Michael Showater and a man named David Wayne. They were in a comedy troupe that I guess had a show on, I think, MTV in the early 90s called The State. A friend of mine going back to middle school named Joe Lukey big fan of this movie. He would talk about it fairly often. I put off seeing it until probably the last four or five years. And I found it, like the as I mentioned before, first time I tend to watch movies for plot. And if the movie doesn't have a conventional plot, sometimes that throws me off. So I did return to it. And I found this, to my experience, to be a very rewatchable movie. It's just the gags and and the absurdities of the situations and the non the weird jumps the logical jumps the film has. This movie is about the last day of camp at a camp firewood in Maine in 1981. It is a send up of the summer camp genre, 
with a lot of the cliches about uh, the romance storylines and a lot of the relationship stuff and and the big kind of conceit of the film is you've got all these actors that are in like their 30s playing people in their late teens and you almost need to have that spelled out to you because if you don't and you watch it you're like what 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 and then you kind of catch on based on the dialogue these people are much younger about than they 20 are. to 30 minutes in yeah uh, i think i even told you that because i didn't want you to be too distracted by it i don't think you did i don't think you registered maybe i mean i don't think you told it to me if you did it had to have been ahead of saturday because mm. it was not in my brain going into the movie mm. saturday so it took me a little while to catch on yeah yeah um yeah yeah. But it's just, it's stupid. There is no real plot to track through D- this David movie. Wayne is trying to get with this girl, and he kind of succeeds, and then the next day he, she shoots him down. He's just not attractive enough, and I'm 16, so I'm going to go with the hot jerk. Yeah. But you're a nice guy, everybody says so. Yeah. It was a fun movie. Yeah, there's there's just crazy plots. This, this portion of Skylab is going to crash into the camp, and... This one kid seems to have superpowers that are never explained. He, he acts like he's an alien, and maybe he really was an alien the whole time. And then at the end, all these couplings that are like the Molly Shannon with like the twelve-year-old boy here. <laughs> We're gonna get married, and then David Hyde Pierce and Janine Garofalo, who literally met the other day. Yeah. I'm pregnant. We finally succeeded. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's silly. It's not for everybody. There's some some real gross out humor in it, particularly the Christopher Maloney character has some weird hang-ups. Absolutely. But I don't think it ever how gets they that get, explicit. In 2001, how did they even get Christopher Maloney to film this? Christopher Maloney wasn't Christopher Maloney yet. Not completely, but mm-hmm. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, if I was a casting person and I saw Wet, Wet Hot American Summer and then was looking at Christopher Maloney for Law and Order oh, SVU. Oh, you're right. This would be right around the same time. I would not be hiring him for Law and Order mm-hmm. SVU if I saw this. <laughs> so... It's a silly movie. Um, I would probably give it. I'd probably give it three stars. Yeah. And probably seven on the ten stars. I would give this two and six. It was entertaining enough for me to keep it, you know, up that high. But there's, there's a lot of the gross-out humor. There's a lot of the, you know, it's 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 making fun of a lot of the traditional shticks. It's got um, a great soundtrack. Too. But it does a good job of making fun of them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I challenge you to rewatch this next summer. Okay. Like, this movie is now on my summer trinity. Yeah. Along with The Way, Way Back in Jaws. That is a very odd summer trinity. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that you called that your summer trinity. Summer trinity. trinity. <laughs> that's, that's a highly entertaining summer trinity. We're going to have to start telling that to guests that come on the podcast. And just <laughs> see how they they're react. Just summer trinity. <laughs> I, should, I should do that as a marathon weekends. And, and yeah. Yeah. Fun. All right. Anything else to add tonight? I'm good. I'm Rob. I'm Nate. And this is Rob and Nate Report a Podcast.